Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Hello and welcome to On the Corner, the official podcast of PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Eric Samolski, joined by the man himself. It's quite a day for our own Nick Pollock. Uh, two FSW award, FSWA awards today, um, one for best podcast um, and the other for research article of the year. Uh, Nick, congratulations. Um, and in all seriousness, uh, I know... We all know how hard you work, um, so it's uh, it is well deserved. Congratulations on the acknowledgement. Um, kudos to you, sir. <sighs> I was about to stop you there because I was too long. I very much appreciate. However, I can't uh, sit here and not mention the fact that the research article was about what is PLV. And yes, I did. I, I think I wrote that, but honestly, my first instinct was like, didn't Kyle write that? I was like, no, I don't think Kyle wrote that one. I wrote the words, but like. He outlined all of it, I think. I mean, PLV is very much of a team thing. I just happened mm-hmm. to be the one that was able to at least put my name on that article. Um, but that is a product of a lot of hardworking people for f- like four years to make that one come to fruition. Um, and oh. uh, huge, huge props like Colin Charles and Jeff Nicholas and uh, and obviously Kyle Bland. Um, Cameron Grove helped us, the creator of Pitching Bot at one point. Um, a lot of people involved in that one. And then, of course, the podcast when we cheat. <laughs> we are dirty cheaters. Um, no, I, I, what I mean by that is obviously this main podcast feed has dozens of shows. I mean, like a dozen plus shows. And uh, it's weird that it wasn't, you know, it's not like on the corner was. It was uh, the entire feed. Um, still, you know, huge shout out to Adam Howe and all the Fantastic podcasters, uh, including yourself. You're involved, believe it or not. Uh, you joined in September, I latched, Eric. I latched on. Yeah. And you were, you know, you were a part of that award. I'm absolutely that's really the one that shocks me the most. I did not expect for us to win that one. I mean, we were very, very lucky, I think, to win in twenty one, um, or really in twenty two years ago. And um, those are like absolute juggernauts of shows. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. You have uh, Bubba's in there. You have uh, obviously Super in the Bus and Rates and Barrels are in there. I mean, like, are you kidding? You, uh, you're forgetting the other one. I I, I am. Was the, the Roto Was the Roto World baseball? Oh, show. of course, the Roto World podcast. Jesus, right? I mean, like, come on. I uh, I I I did not have any expectations for that. Really shocked me. What's really funny too is the call dropped. I was about to like, they're like, hey, so what's the, uh, you know, the origin of pitchers? Well, let me tell you. Well, and then it just <laughs> <laughs> couldn't believe it. Um, yes. But that was, yeah, that was the beauty of else. radio. And it's yeah. And also the beauty of the staff. I mean, this is these are yes. team awards. These are not me. This is everybody here. So for sure. Uh, so many people are involved in them. Pretty cool day. And that's and that takes. But listen, good. 
good teams take good leadership. Uh, you know, this is your baby mm-hmm. pitcher list. You, you've been, you've and helped put it together. You've teams. created a great community. Speaking of so, teams, what are we doing today? Yeah, speaking of teams, uh, we're going to go through our rotation battles. So both Nick and I uh, wrote different types of articles looking at rotation battles, um, you know, pitchers that are in the mix. Uh, so we're going to try to focus this solely on redraft leagues. Um, so there are going to be some names who, you know, might factor in in a battle or might be, you know, competing for a spot. Nick covered them in depth in the article on pitcher list. So make sure you check that out. There's lots of prospects involved in that. But some of those prospects are not going to be relevant in redraft leagues. And we want to make sure this podcast isn't three hours long. So yeah. we're not really going to cover every single guy yeah. who might get some innings in a spot. I mean, I we're could. <laughs> We could, yes, and, but you did in the article, and so that's why it's worth. Yeah, we also we also at, did this a bit. Um, uh, we did this, right? yeah, we did this a little bit with um with our spring training um, yeah. preview things to watch for. So this is really going to focus on rotation battles that are relevant for redraft leagues. Yes, we might get to a team and just say nothing, no battle, yeah, or nothing, easy, no, so you know, nothing yeah. going on, no, nothing relevant. We value your time, everyone. Yes. So we're going to try to give you um, a little bit more info on fewer pitchers and just guys who might actually wind up being relevant to you. Yes. We are going to go in alphabetical order. Yep. So again, if you drop out at any point in time or zone out at any point in time, um, that's how we're going to go through this. So you can uh, see what team we're talking about and figure out who you missed. Um, so we're going to jump right in here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, there is maybe a fifth starter battle, but not really. No, right? there isn't. Uh, Ryan Nelson is technically the one defending it. He looks really good, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Take up and the cutter looks really good. And he's he's one of my super sleepers. I was really tempted to put it out today because I actually uh, I did something fun, Eric. I know this is a tangent. Already, oh, yeah. uh, first thing. But um, I uh, it's it's TGFBI. And I just got sniped by the way completely i had like three different guys with four to go going around the turn again i just i chose the wrong thing it doesn't matter um i decided to make my queue all the starters that i'm going to be taking and I just like I do that also no literally it's like every single starter now i just decided to do that i was like all right let me just see because i didn't really have a reference point of in tgfbi which is different it's a 15 teamer and it's a little bit deeper and i'm also Someone who says, cool, I'm going to wait more on pitching. I feel like, especially in that, I'm going to be far worse at covering the gap at um, hitting in season, right? So I need to over-invest in, in hitting. So I just, every single guy, I just scrolled down. I was like, in this format, which is generally more like, hey, I believe you to be a, a regular starter. That is, I like every five, six innings, I know what I'm getting. And it's like a value guy as opposed to the volatile up and down. Um, I can make quick decisions on you. So I did this for like 30 guys and Ryan Nelson has like the lowest ADP right now. Yeah. He's a, I think he's the second lowest one of everyone on my list and I'll get to, we'll talk about the other guy later, but Ryan Nelson's number five. Yeah. I also waited on pitching my TGFBI. Uh, not that anybody cares, but I wound up uh, in the beginning of the fourth round taking Yamamoto came all the way back to me. And then in the fifth round, at the end of the fifth round, Max Freed was still there. And so I wound oh, up with good. Yamamoto Freed yeah. without taking a starter until the end of the, you until know, the beginning of the fourth round. What's really funny so, is in, uh, in NFBC, I signed up initially and just made my name pitcher list as opposed to like Nick Pollock. So I thought it was like going to be like the company account yeah. or something. And uh, I, I actually realized when I signed up for TGFBI that like it was still as pitcher list. I was like, hey, can you change this, please? Thank you very much. But it didn't change it for this. So my name is in the, the draft board as just list. 
And, uh, and like Danielle Salinger put out a thing being like, oh, he's a diva now. He's just like Madonna or something. <laughs> he's known as List. But what's funny about it is as they were going through it, they didn't uh, like everyone else in the league didn't really register the fact that that was me. They just saw List and they didn't really think like, oh, that clearly that's Nick Pollock. Yeah. So they all let me get goal rates Amazing. <laughs> at like 73 or something. And like, I'm seeing, yeah. I'm not, I'm like the ADP now. Uh, like that's, yeah. it's no longer the hundred dream. And they're all like, oh, that's Nick. Oh, how did we do that? <laughs> and I doubled that's it great. up with Eflin. I'm like, this isn't supposed to happen. This is like, as if yeah. it's a 12 teamer. Um, no, that's that a beautiful cool. start. Um, yeah. What was not a beautiful start was the way we started this yeah, no. uh, podcast. And we're oh, one fun we got hey, off the rails. So, yes, has a, a fun all the analysts do it. And, and it's great. We got on this tangent because of Ryan Nelson. Um, he's locked yeah. into the fifth spot right now. And Nick likes him. Um, looking yes. better this spring. So keep an eye on him. We do have a fifth starter battle in Atlanta. Um, it's kind of Bryce Elder is the incumbent. They did sign Ronaldo Lopez and they claim that he is going to be a starter. So he's possibly in this. Um, Quasker Yanoa is back from injury and he's yep. involved in this. And then you have some prospects hanging on the periphery like AJ Smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop who probably aren't involved. But if they have really good springs, maybe they're involved. Yeah. Um, does anybody interest you in redraft formats from this group? Honestly, it really is just like whatever they do you know elder didn't look so good in this first one and if he's just really really bad you might see something arise here but i uh, pay attention at least if it's aj smith shaver like they gave him a chance last year is super young and if he's showcasing something really good still he has apparently good fastball shape if wasker knows looking way different he's done this before um and if hurston walter really forces the hand they'll do it but I, I don't really expect it to be anything but Bryce Elder, so it's not really that important at the moment. For me, I'm I'm more in the, I'll wait until Smith Shaver or Waldrop get the opportunity. Right. That might not be until I'm not going to anticipate that. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, uh, allegedly is adding more pitches to his arsenal, so I'll watch that in the spring, but again... Be better, because then he can finally break his own rule. I know, as you mentioned, there's a rule named after him, so it's going to take a lot to uh, for me to want to roster him. Um. I was going to say we have a fifth starter battle in Baltimore, but the way Cole Irvin threw yeah. in that first start, we Pretty might insane. not have a fifth starter battle. in Right. Baltimore. He's up two ticks and or almost on, two ticks. Like on everything, basically. Yeah. Uh, Driveline guy, right? Uh, tread, actually. Tread, okay. tread. Um, but uh, we should just have a, 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 like a drive ed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a drive read. There you go. No. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Cole Irvin looks like he has a fifth spot there pretty clear i think uh povich mcdermott bruce remember the other ones actually justin arm brewster there was an article about elm um, brewster being leap uh, or leapfrogging uh povich and yeah chase mcdermott as, um, as, as like a option. developed um yeah. three innings player yeah first guy i've seen going three innings i haven't seen it i saw 2.2 from nestor but three so <laughs> so let me ask that. you Let's assume the velocity holds for Cole Irvin throughout yeah, the spring. Let's right say there. he's actually let's say he's actually two miles per hour up. Uh-huh. The more interesting thing for me is that the added velocity on the cutter actually added some backspin to the cutter, which added a little more movement to the cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting, obviously, as a lefty pitcher because he he has actually gotten shelled by righties. So something that would reduce hard contact to righties is really interesting. Um, this feels like still more of like a 15 team league option, but let's say the velocity holds in the spring. Are you, are you interested in Cole Irvin in 15 teams or is it still just matchup based streamer? I don't know. I mean, he does not have a good 
fastball shape. Like it's a really, really steep um, arm angle. Uh, so, and it's like, he hasn't had good extension. This is also from last year. So maybe there's something like brand new about it. I'm really curious to see the data proper. Um, I don't know. Can he be Wade Miley essentially? Yeah. That is my question. Yes. And well, Wade Miley with the Orioles has some value, right? So it's Wade Miley with a little bit more velocity. I don't know. Does he use his cutter like that? He only used about 16% last year. It wasn't like this absurd glove side usage. There was some, but it wasn't that kind of pitch. Um, his changeup was not a consistent offering last year at all. So I don't know yet. I, I, I'm curious because it's a good situation. It could be like a solid Toby. Um, yeah. and if the velocity holds, I'm down to take a shot at that because that could work. You and um, you and Eno actually gave me an idea for an article, which is connected to this because you were talking about pitchers who um, basically like outperform their stuff essentially because of mm. good cutters, and that yes. was the Wade Miley conversation. Cutter, um, and so I, I have that ticketed as an article I'm going to be writing in the coming weeks, looking at pitchers with cutters who per- perform better than we maybe expect them to. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, Cole Irvin may join that party. Split the splitter, get the cutter. It's cuter. Boom. Yeah. We got some other guys who added cutters we'll talk about soon. Um, <laughs> Cutter Crawford is not in a rotation battle because he has a rotation spot in well, Boston. However, well, yeah, no, they, they said say he's, he's like leading, which is so he's, crazy. He's, 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 he's the four. We know he's the four. He's the yeah. four. The fifth <laughs> spot is a battle. They've already, um, basically, they've already said it's between Tanner Houck, Garrett Whitlock, and Josh Winkowski. Um, I have my favorite here, but I'm curious uh, who you who you like most, and if you actually would roster any of these guys in 12 or 15 team weeks. Um, I want it to be Whitlock. I don't think it's going to be. You think it is? I want it to be. I don't. Yeah, know I want it to be Whitlock. To be. I think it's going to be Hauk, but I want it to be Whitlock. Um, I think in, if Whitlock has it, and he's also showcasing, that he still has the, the whiff ability in both his changeup and his slider without like any velocity loss. Um, then. Yeah, that that is a 12-teamer option. But I think there is still too much volatility with Whitlock. Like I don't feel I don't feel like I have to hold on to him. I feel like it's a very much of a dangerous situation of um uh he can he can burn you a little bit more than you want in a 12-teamer and you I don't think you'll be able to be in a situation like oh no, Whitlock is like my dude now. He's still going to be a fringe even if it does click, which has me not really going after this in a 12 team or to anticipate whoever wins the job. But I think it's going to be Whitlock over Hauk. I mean, sorry, I think it's going to be Hauk over Whitlock. I just want it to be Whitlock. Yes. I want it to be Whitlock too. I, I will, you know, I, I messaged you about this when I watched his start. It seems like Whitlock is now throwing two sliders. Mm. Um, we talked about how Whitlock added a sweeper last year and really could hurt. not command it. Um, yeah. And part of that obviously was the injuries. And then uh, in his first start, he showcased like a harder, tighter gyro slider, which he was using a lot for strikes early in the count. And then he had a loopier, sweepier slider that he was using for swings and misses later in the count. And so I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, that that intrigues me because you know we know he's a sinker changeup guy. Um, and so if he can get, um, if he can get that extra swing and miss on the slider i'm intrigued i don't know how long he's gonna go right because of um the past injuries i did find it interesting the josh minkowski i think is best served as a multi-inning reliever um josh can josh minkowski wind up maybe being the the best player in the trade that sent andrew benintendi to the to the royals and franchi cordero to the red sox because it was franchi cordero 
and Josh Winkowski and three prospects to the Red Sox for Andrew Benintendi. Um, oh, and man. I feel like Benintendi has been meh and Winkowski has been pretty good as a reliever for the Red Sox. He's been fine. He's, he's kind of a decent kind of guy. How dare you? He's fine. He was great last year. Um, okay. But yeah. You know what, anyway. We can... <laughs> uh, <laughs> say more about him. There'll be 40 winks for everybody. Okay. Yes. Clever. Um, we do have a fifth starter spot. Uh, fifth. We could, let's call it a rotation challenge because that's what you call it in your article. Yeah. We have a rotation spot challenge with the Chicago Cubs. Um, it is for the fifth rotation spot. The leader appears to be Jordan Wicks, but Drew Smiley is still hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also Javier Assad. Um, and there's not Cade Horton, even though Nick and I want it to be Cade Horton. Yeah. Um, and then there's two other prospects who are kind of in the mix because they're on the 40 man and they're in camp and it's Ben Brown and Caleb Killian, although it's probably more Caleb Killian. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious where, where you side on this. Right. So there was also Hayden Wisniewski. I don't know if you mentioned True, him yes. in there too, but Wisniewski looked really bad. And I, I honestly, I know it sounds like Nick, come on, you can't really get rid of it now. Yeah, you kind of can if they're like really bad in the first one. And you have to kind of prove it a bit. I mean, he needs to be a lot better now um, to be able to win it back. But Caleb Killian is throwing harder. Just really looked like a different composed pitcher than what I remember. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed. Um, he looked good, man. He yeah, really it was it was composed. It was in, in control. This is one of the things I say is like, I want, uh, I want to be able to watch a guy and be like, yeah, you are doing the things you want to do. And doing it at like 96 or whatever it was, it was it looked good. Um, right now, I mean, I, I I'm terrified to say this. I'm, I don't care. I uh, Caleb Killian. I just looked it up. He uh, I made my cue right. Caleb Killian was outside the top 1,000. 1,009 was his rank. Yeah. Okay. Now keep in mind, like uh, like the ADP only really goes so far. Only t- many times he's been drafted or whatever. So he's like. ADP of like 580, which is for whatever reason, you know, like everyone's over there. But I, I kept scrolling down. I was like, I don't think I saw Caleb Killian once. I had to type it in. It was 1009. So he's completely off people's radars, in other words. And it won't be that way for much longer, but you won't see him pop up in the ADP, right? You won't see him pop up that way. So if you want, to uh if you know if you're drafting you have to be aware of him and search for him mm-hmm. which is absolutely going to allow him to fall if he does steal a roster spot and that's not a bad play because like jordan wicks is not that impressive apparently he has a new slider that's cool it, it looked all right like i watched a little bit of him there were moments that oh, cool like he had this nice cutter going in then he nailed the fastball inside and like that's good sequencing he's not that electric in my view it's a really good change up at times but I don't really don't think there's enough there. Like he's yeah. kind of a Wade Miley type. And then uh, Javier side, I don't think is enough. Drew Smiley, no. Hayden Wisniewski, no. Ben Brown is more of a reliever. So to me, it's like Jordan Wicks and Caleb Killian as the two options. Um, I'm kind of curious how it plays out. Yeah, I think I'm only really interested in Killian of the two. If he were to yes. get a spot, I feel like his upside is more interesting. Wicks is somebody, if he gets the spot, I could see streaming him in the right matchup. Um, because he's, you know, he is really good with his command, but I just, eh. but you know, Killian, not, it, we didn't have um, a radar gun in that broadcast. So I was relying on what the announcers were oh, yeah, saying, saying there's like that he was 96 yeah. with a like, good movement on a, yeah. on a sinker, a two seamer. Um, 
so yeah, I was impressed. He's a, he's a tall dude. Like he is he is a lanky dude on the mound. Um, very composed mechanics. I, Man, I they're liked. always so bad. They always have the worst personalities too. <laughs> pitchers or <laughs> tall pitchers. lanky guys on the mound oh man yeah. they never turn out to be good humans terrible <laughs> um we're gonna go across town for a, a team that has tons of openings in their rotation but we're gonna do that after this break dental associates of northern virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/siriusxm so the White Sox entire rotation is up for grabs. Um, yeah. I mean, realistically, Dylan Cease, we know, is the ace um, until he gets traded. And Eric Fetty isn't going anywhere. They just signed him. Um, yeah. So they're both in there. We have leaders and realistic starters for the other for two of the other spots in Michael Kopech and Michael Soroka. But they both have their share of question marks as well. Absolutely. Um, and then the fifth starter spot, if you count those two as locked in and you can tell me, if you do or not, I, I have some questions. Um, the fifth starter spot then is a giant hodgepodge of Chris Flexen, Garrett Crotchet, uh, Jared Schuster, Jake Etter, Ch- Chad Cool. I can't believe I'm listing him here. Uh, Davey Garcia. And then uh, Nick Nestrini has really kind of impressed people um, after coming over in the Lance Lynn deal. And then you're going to try and tell me Prelander Baroa, even though I think that <laughs> no. he's probably no, no, more no. likely to be their closer than yeah. their starter. Uh, but I'm curious, first, if you if you do believe that like Kopech and Soroka have spots, and then if you're interested in any of these guys, if they win a, a rotation spot. Yeah, just so we're clear here, I... Uh... You were never the lanky pitcher. You were only the catcher and you weren't lanky. I was only yes. a lanky pitcher. <laughs> yes, I was a stocky catcher. Yeah, see, see, he's a good and, I, okay. and yeah. I was a stocky. I tried to be a stocky pitcher, but it just didn't. Mm. I had no command. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I think right now, I mean, it looks like they're trying to do. Uh, sorry, they're trying to make Quebec still a starter. So fine. Um, but Gare Crochet is the most interesting one. And it's really him versus Flexen. I. Uh, Crochet was saying that he changed his arsenal a bit to become more of a starter, which is what we were anticipating. Uh, it was mostly fastball slider, but honestly, the fastball wasn't good enough. The slider was okay. And that was like, wait, hold on. I need something more here. I am really interested to see how that plays out. Chris Flexen, though, is the front runner. Um, there's, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Chad Cool is there. He has a non roster invite. I mean, he has experience of it, and none of these guys look good enough. Like, he might just take it because no one else is good enough. Um, Jake Woodford, also known as the Amish Mustang, is also there um, with an NRI. Uh, is he Freelander, also known as that? He's also yeah, known, uh, he's, he's, also he's known, known as Wood Ford. Is okay. the Amish Mustang? Oh, I get yes. it. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, Freelander Baroa. Uh, yeah, I know that. I mean, there's the um, who was it that got injured in their bullpen? Um, John Berbia. Oh, right? uh, yeah, Brett. Um, Brebia? Brebia? A calf injury. Anyway, they, he was expected know. to be in part of the closing situation. It feels like Burrow is going to go in there. Anyway, it was just a very much of a hyper dark horse thing, but I just wanted to make everybody aware of it so that if it does happen, then you should know. And David Garcia didn't look like he was too improved 
Um, when he showed up, I don't really think he's in the mix that much Did you see either. Him? Did you see him uh, today? I I don't know about today. I, I saw him before. And did so, he go today? Yeah. He threw two shutout, uh, mm-hmm. one walk, three Ks. Ooh. Um, I I have I don't I haven't had eyes on it yet, so I haven't mm-hmm. been able to actually see um, what it is. There are obviously reports that his uh, VO is up, but velocity being up is like great. But again, the, the, that's not what was preventing Davy Garcia from being a reliable right. starting pitcher. So um, um, I'm one, curious to see what happens here. Yeah, I'm a lot. The last one you mentioned is Nick Mastrini, who would be the best option. But I don't think the White Sox are going to be hyper aggressive. They don't really have an incentive to. You could say, oh, no, the Rookie of the Year stuff. Like, yeah, that's not. I really don't think that's enough for a lot of teams. But maybe it is. I don't think he would win it. So I think you're going to see him like in May or something like that. Yeah, I'm not interested. Are you interested in in Soroka? Like, will you take gambles? I, you know, I have him starred in my TGFBI. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> y'all are gonna listen to this right colette thank you okay yeah. um but i i mean look he took framber in the started the third so he doesn't he doesn't care what i think right um <laughs> but uh yeah soroka is actually someone a lot of people have forgotten about he's gonna have opportunity and he is known to be a six inning guy there's value in that so mm-hmm. i'm very curious to see where he is and concerning his his resume or at least his history of having a skill set that speaks to command, that's really exciting um, in your discount league. So I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that. Yeah, I, I I was interested in him in the past. And so uh, I'm, you know, as a boring player on the Yankees, and obviously the team context is worse, but I'm certainly invested or would be interested here. Um, another muddled rotation is over in Cincinnati. Um, we, I think, have... A rotation battle because I know that Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft are in the rotation. Um, we assume that Nick Lodolo and Frankie Montas would be in the rotation if they're healthy enough to right. pitch opening day, which seems to leave uh, Andrew Abbott, Nick Martinez, Connor Phillips, Brandon Williamson um, battling for one spot maybe more if you're not as convinced about Nick Lodolo um, because, you know, he's still battling a little bit of some leg soreness. Where do you come down on this rotation? Who do you think is secure and who do you think could steal a spot? Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they're saying things about Nick Lodolo. He's dealing with some leg pain. Um, they say like he should be good for opening day, but who knows? It's all so weird. There was like a small delay for Graham Ashcraft too, right? Um. So Hunter Green, I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's just going to kind of sort itself out in whatever fashion. With those six, it'll turn into five somehow. I mean, it's really that. Connor Phillips will not. Chase Petty, I'm excited about, but will not. Brandon it, Williamson will not, you know? It feels like it will be Martinez or Abbott for the fifth spot if I had yeah. to guess. If everyone or, is like or, healthy and good to go. Right. Yeah, Ashcraft, Lodola, Green, absolutely. Montas should. And then it's... I. I I hate this because Nick Martinez deserves to start. That's what like, I was gonna say. Are you still are you still up the wall? Okay. But then they could say, well, you know, he was a uh, he was good in relief before. But to me, I would say Nick Martinez should start. Except that Andrew Abbott is like they believed him so much last year. Right. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to you... touch anything in Cincinnati. 
So, I, I, so I, let's say, terrible place let's say pitch, Lodolo. A lot of these guys are volatile as they are anyway. Yeah. And they, I don't think you're going to get to a point where they are consistently producing at a high level that you're going to want to have it on your team. And it's just too much to deal with. Just don't. Just don't. So that, so that's, so if Lodolo starts on the IL and Nick Martinez makes the rotation, I'm not is interested. Is there a league? Not interested. Okay. I mean, only, I am, only streaming on the road. Sure. I am interested right now in Lodolo and Montas as uh, late round uh, bench stashes where they're going because they're both going pretty late in drafts. And so I think throwing them on your bench, given their upside and seeing how they look, um, could be interesting in like a 12 team format. Lodolo, uh, but I, is but the I only don't want to rely on them. Yeah, you I don't, don't, I, I don't think I can do it for Montas. I don't okay. think I can. Fair. I mean, I think in a 12 team or no, 15, fine. But 12-teamer, I, I feel like they're just other ones that I've been constantly been able to get instead. I agree. I didn't I didn't think that I would be in on Montas. I had him really low in my initial rankings when he signed with Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, he, he looked pretty good in the first... I mean, he looked solid in, in the first outing. Solid enough that I was like, oh, you know, I know he's still going to ramp up. His, he wasn't like pumping 96 on the gun like you wanted him to in your What to Watch tweet. Mm-hmm. Um but I was like, okay, you know, I remember how talented he is. Like, maybe I need to see more, but I don't want to write it off yet. Sure. That's where I'm at right now. Um, we're going to move on to the Cleveland Guardians. I think that they're pretty much locked in with their five, right? Yeah. I mean, Carlos Carrasco is trying to fight for a position, um, but it should be Logan Allen there. And that's, that's that. It shouldn't be Carlos Carrasco. He's going to be like a long reliever, I think. The other interesting one, I know it's going to sound crazy, um, is Tyler Beatty, who's not going to be on the Guardians, but like he didn't look bad. He looked like he a serviceable a, MLB starter. Did he give up a, a big home run? But yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that was a hanging slider to Hanniger. Okay, yes. fine. Um, but like I could see this being a fifth starter for a club who is just so such in dire need of somebody. Uh, like he's going to be a Rocky. Here you go. I was going to say, like the next team, who weirdly doesn't really have a rotation battle, but it's just like the Rocky rotation is gross. I don't really think we need to talk about it. Everybody's locked in, and we don't really have interest in any of them, correct? Oh, yeah. No, no. Just don't. Perfect. Done. Um, Detroit. Um, So Detroit has a fifth spot challenge um we think that Tarek Skubal, Kenta Maeda, Matt Manning and Jack Flaherty will be in the rotation um Casey Mize has looked pretty good early on uh with some added velo and apparently allegedly um a lot of uh IVB gain on the fastball again we need to wait until we get lots of of data to um to make sure of that uh, though Eno brought up a great point when he talked to you that if they're going to manage his innings, it might still make sense to start him on the IL, which could mean Reese Olsen gets the fifth spot or maybe um, Sawyer Gibson Long, but he is delayed with a groin injury. Yep. And the prospects have already been told they're not making the team. Jackson right. Job, Ty Madden, they're not making the team. Um, so does it feel like it's Reese Olsen's spot? Do you think that Mize will make this rotation? And are you buying these early improvements from Mize? Also, like Scoobles, what sitting 97, 98 today? Like, what? Yeah, 97, heck? 97. Heck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, there's no video, though, right? I, I didn't know. There, there's out. some video that beat writers have taken, but it's not like, you know, it's, it's like, from the no, no, stands. No, 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 no. And, I, I don't care. Yeah. If it's not behind the pitcher, I don't care. Yes, there's no reference not point, you know? No. Oh, I, I obviously needed. I mean, I'm putting out the list on Monday, guys. So, um, yeah. 
you will see Tarek Skubal inside the top 20 now. Okay. Like I, 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 everyone's up there afraid of it. If you're scared of the injury stuff, no, 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 stop. Stop doing this. This is actually something I'm realizing. I realize every year, but I think I'm realizing it sooner rather than later is when like April 20th or April 25th hits, no one will care anymore about any sort of injury risk or like perceived possibility that they'll be hurt by August. Right? On right. your team, if you have Tarek Skubal and you're afraid, oh no, I think he's gonna get more injured this season at some point because of this. Or like let's just let's just say Max Fried, who you took in TGFBI, right? I'm a little worried because of the the forearm string I'm saying. Oh no, I think okay. Part of that ranking is the information between now and the start of opening day and everything's fine by then. That actually means he's going up my list because that's a month to get injured and he hasn't done it. Or really like two net, two months almost since the February 8th edition. So Scooble, any concerns you have about it, it will be gone within like half a month. And then you'll be sitting there being like, I wish I had Terry Scooble on my team. And then you could trade him away if you really feel like it's such an injury risk or something. Like you will get yeah. more perceived value at that point. Right? The second the season starts like three weeks in. Right. So, and we've talked we've talked about that. Like if he gets hurt in July, it's not necessarily any more likely than any other well, random well, like right. Yamamoto getting hurt. But in July. I, I, I like guess I'm even making the point of just our perceived uh, value of Scooble once the season's starting and he's dominating because of this philosophy or whatever is that value is going to be higher. And if you are still yes, concerned, sure. then you can do something about it and you will find someone that will deal for it. Right. It yes. will happen. Obviously, if you're talking about leagues that you can't do that stuff, fine. But trust me, guys, I, I look you want Scooble now more. I was concerned that maybe the velocity was going to dip a little bit. It's clearly not. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. Anyway, uh, the end of this rotation, I honestly think that they're just going to put Casey Mize in to begin the year now because Reese Olsen did not look good in his game. Mm-hmm. And Jack Flaherty, hey, it's nice. He's hitting 96 now. So I hope that IVB is legitimate that he has on it. It was also like seven four-seamers that he threw, so we can't really rely on this yet. <laughs> You're talking about um, Mize still? Uh, Flaherty, but also oh, Mize, really yeah. like something to really note with all these velocities. Tarek Scoobal is different. If you're sitting there, like, what the heck? Um, but I, but even like Ryan Nelson, who was up tonight, like a, like at least a tick, he was still like 96, 97 the first, and then it fell down for the first couple of pitches in the second inning. And it's like, right, a lot of these guys are just so excited to be in the spring, yeah, and they're airing it out a little bit in that first inning, or maybe even in the small bit that they have. I think Flaherty threw like a total of 10 pitches. So we can't really surmise a ton there. That's I'd be mean, not even the full amount for stuff plus, uh, which would require twenty to keep in mind, guys. So I, uh, yeah, that, it shouldn't be resolved though. I think it should be mized. I wrote something on Twitter about that, and I'll just touch on it real quick because you just yeah. talked about velocity. Like, yes, you shouldn't make wholesale changes to your rotations based on two innings of of velocity this early in spring, but. The people that are saying like, oh, just like velocity right now doesn't matter. It's it's not that simple. It does matter. There's so much nuance about this. And we have so much more data than before. Right. It's like velocity gains this early in spring when we usually see pitchers ramp up are intriguing because guys could continue to throw harder as spring goes on. So it might not be actionable in the sense that like I'm not going, oh, Casey Mize is throwing harder. He allegedly has more IVB. Like, now I'm going to draft him. But I'm saying, okay, Casey Mize, that's interesting. He's throwing a little harder now. 
is this going to carry over through spring? Is that added right. vertical movement going to carry over? I'm now watching for it. So it is useful information. It's not nothing, but it's not something you make a wholesale change to what you're drafting on. But it is something that like we're talking about Caleb Killian. Maybe it changes your late round dart throws. Why not? You're doing yeah. a draft right now. Somebody Great looks point. really good in the spring. Why not? What the yeah, whole Cole point Irving of a late round yep. dart throw is you're saying, I might, this guy might be off my roster in two weeks, but maybe he's not. Maybe there's something that clicks. So if I see a level, even in two innings of spring, that make me go, oh, if that clicks, like this guy could be good, then sure, if he's my last round pick, like I'll switch yeah. it. Like, why and not? On that topic of Tarek Skubal, um, that is so wild, uh, his velocity today. And it's really my concern, again, was more that he'd fall back down to 93, 94. And it's pretty clear that he's not going to now. Exactly, um, yes. And as we watch this, like, I think I'm going to have him. I don't know where yet. It's going to be inside the top 20. I don't know how far. I don't think it's It's not going to be inside my like top 12 or something. Um, but I, you know, if he continues to be a 97, 98 through all of spring, then maybe <laughs> like that's a huge, huge difference. That's a better version of himself from last year that would likely um, uh, rectify, not rectify, uh, mitigate the loss of um, damage from the worst commands on his fastball. All I'm trying to say is that he had really good metrics on his fastball last year that I think we're going to get worse. The regression, yeah, mitigate the regression that he would have if the velocity um, gets better too. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Um, we do have a fifth rotation or fifth rotation spot challenge um, in Houston. It's a, it's a battle. I mean, it still is a battle between Jose Urquidy and JP France. I know yeah. JP slowed because of um, shoulder inflammation uh, so it probably it looks like it's gonna be your kitty but they you know are gonna they're claim they're gonna be ramping France up I guess does it matter to you like are you interested oh in yeah no absolutely pitching for the Astros is a great thing to do sure yes yes if you can right? do it, and like both it. of these guys have proven they can go six frames yeah um France also you know was making a great point about JP was uh, he used to be a strikeout guy and then he came to the majors and kind of wasn't it was more of a kitchen sink. And there are elements of side inside France's arsenal that can be more whiffable pitches. So I am really curious to see if that does play out, uh, you know, in spring training. We actually might do see him. So keep this in mind. Or with a good four seamer upstairs, too, that I think he can squeeze more out of it. Um, yeah, both of them are nice uh, late round 15 uh, teamer plays. If they whoever gets the job, I would just wait to figure out who it is. Yeah, I've been in on Urquidy in the past. I think Urquidy's arsenal was always like it's drawn up in a lab to look like all these things are going to work so well together. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And then on the, when you get to the mound, you're like, eh, it doesn't work that well. Um, but I, I, I'd probably buy back in again. Why not? Yeah. Um, Kansas City, no good pitchers on the Kansas City Royals. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Daniel Lynch. The fourth is not it, uh, guys. So. We have, I'd say we have three spots locked in with the Royals with, with Cole Reagans, Michael Waka, and Seth Lugo. And Brady um, Singer. And sure, Brady Singer. I mean, how yeah, can Brady Singer fair. lose that that's job? Fair. He's not going to lose that job. Um, <laughs> well, it's because, he, because he's been so up and down. So I look at him and I don't think of him as a locked in starter. But then I look at the but rest then of the It's like the Royal. Like the Royals are going to be like, I'm sorry, yeah. Brady Singer. We've got, you know, Daniel Lynch the fourth. Um, Right, exactly. So the final spot is a battle between Jordan Lyles, yeah, I mean, Daniel Lynch, and and Alec Marsh. It's, it's but it, gonna, it's, it should it's be, be Jordan, Jordan Lyles. Lyles. No? There's a chance that Marsh does something, but sure, I don't. 
think so. But you're, are you, would you be interested in care. any of these pitchers if no. they are in a spot? No. I don't think so either. Are you interested in Brady Singer? No. Okay. Um, so it's, we've, it's we've talked. Sweeper. There's not a yeah. third pitch. I say this every year. Evergreen requests for third pitch up in the article. Yes. We've you know, talked Bernie about, yeah, about Reagan's and Waka and Lugo. Um, we're interested in, in the, all three of those guys um, in various formats. Yeah. Um, the Angels, I guess, kind of have a rotation battle just because I'm not entirely convinced that they're going to keep Chase Silseth as the fifth starter. Obviously, I want them to, and I'm drafting as if they are because I, I like him. Um, Jose Suarez is being stretched out as a starter. He doesn't have any options left. So he could steal a rotation spot, but he's probably more of a long reliever. And then there's just Zach Plesac lurking where you're kind of like, <laughs> it's. I could see a team like the Angels saying, if Plesac has a good enough spring, like, couldn't you see the Angels being like, okay, Chase Sills, if you can start in the minors, we're going to give the fifth spot to Zach, to Zach Plesac. What is Plesac's snack of choice? What is his please snack? Of choice. Did I say as he lurks? No, I'm just saying you you have this as lurking and like he's lurking. Um, It's got to be something that's not crunchy because if he's lurking, he doesn't Mm want to make a lot of noise. So it's like some Twizzlers. Oh, he's a Twizzler boy. (laughs) I mean, I love Twizzlers. Why not? Just lurking on lurking with a jumbo bag of Twizzlers. Yeah, that sounds there. It is first of all, it's actually sack. So. It's definitely yeah. red vines. It's not Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. And of course, also beyond the Guardians and now the Angels, it's all red all the time, right? So, yeah, red vines. Makes sense. But yeah, crazy delicious. Uh, yeah, it's these five. So there's no battle here. So you don't you don't think Plesak has a shot? Mm, that's my answer. Okay, fair. Um, we're going to move over to the Dodgers uh, and we're going to do that after this break. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm. So I was all ready to say the Dodgers have no rotation battle uh, because we know that Walker Buehler is going to start the year um, on the IL. It looks like Emmett Sheehan is going to get in the rotation. But everybody keeps telling me that Gavin Stone has a shot to displace Emmett Sheehan. I completely Um, missed this because like, I thought that Michael Grove and Stone, like whatever, who cares? And I just... I dropped the ball on this one. Um, uh, I don't like. I will say, Stone, I, you, you and I both. Well, I mean, about, the thing is, that there's no indication the that Gavin Stone is anything but like a three inning replacement. And oh. He still very much could be. Like this is Ooh. not a, you know, it is not a conclusion. Like, oh no, I no, did. Gavin Stone's something legitimate. They did say I did about Gavin Stone. I did. I added him. What I said if that? Sheehan's, I said if Sheehan's poor location comes back to bite him, it would likely be Stone or Grove getting the next shot. Boom. Right. Oh, I understand. I forgot. I, forgot I wrote. I forgot. I wrote it. I didn't even but, but the thing that. is, uh, it happens to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's still going to be like three innings or so. Right. Like a, one game, and then I'll be it. You know, these aren't truly starters to me. And I still, you know, I watched Landon Knack. I watched Kyle Hurt, and I see them both being like that Michael Grove Stone role uh, for the Dodgers. I am still of the belief that of the five or really the yeah i'll say the five pitchers 
of Stone Grove, Knack, Hurt, and River Ryan. River Ryan is the one that actually has a true legitimate shot of being a regular starter for the Dodgers the second he gets his opportunity. I think he's the, the highest quality of all of them. I think he has the deepest arsenal. Um, it just makes all the sense to me. Maybe Gavin Stone is he different now. Has the best name too. <laughs> well, it's two first names, and I don't normally trust those guys. Um, I guess Ryan River is more of a normal. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's the one that really matters to me. And go and Stone getting opportunity if it's something brand new and told totally different look, which right. they've saying that he has a bit. Then maybe, <laughs> but it should still be Emichian to me. Yeah, do are they saying he has it a bit? I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I know that the command, the the changeup looked filthy in the first. Uh, that's always been training thing. start, but that's always been the thing. Yeah, so I think also, I heard something about his fastball being a little different or something. He like was. That. I just heard that the fastball command was was really good. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but yes, <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm. Listen, I w- I was. I do admit that I was in on Gavin Stone last year because I read a lot of glowing reviews of yeah, well, the, the same league. thing for me, and, that, and so the reason I learned the whole changeup thing, right? And so uh, it would not surprise me if he found his way into the rotation again at some point in the season at the start, whatever. I prefer Emmett Sheehan. Um, you prefer the prospects that I don't know as much about. Um, so I'd say neither one of us is running to get Gavin Stone. But again, these are guys where, like, if you're starting for the Dodgers you're going to be worth rostering in deeper formats because you could steal a win or, you know, um, th- these are not talentless pitchers. Right. Uh, we're going to move over to Miami. They have a competition for um, the final two rotation spots. What's interesting is um, I get you and I, but they have a final, they have a competition for the final two rotation spots. Uh, we have different people in the rotation because I had Edward Cabrera as in in a battle for one of the final spots and you have Braxton Garrett as in the battle and yeah, that's there's because someone, there's someone Garrett. missing here which was an update I, I don't know why where they are I uh, I just I guess I must have completely like I don't know blanked or deleted it accidentally I uh, but AJ Puck isn't mentioned inside this article for some stupid oh, yeah, reason that's true um, um but and for, he's for very me, much involved in this conversation I was going to say I, I feel like we both kind of ag- agree that it's probably if we assume that Braxton Garrett's sore shoulder is fine for the start of the season because they said he would be. He's just a little bit delayed. We assume the rotation is going to be Lazardo, Yuri Perez, Cabrera, Braxton Garrett, and the fifth spot is Trevor Rogers, AJ Puck, or Max Meyer. Does that yeah. kind of make sense to you? No, absolutely. I honestly feel that AJ Puck is going to win it. I I think there's a shot. He looked he looks good in the first outing. He's another guy we talked about Whitlock um, earlier. Puck's throwing two different versions of the slider. He has a, a sweepier slider for swings and misses. He has a harder slider that's kind of like a cutter. We know that you love lefties who have cutters and we're willing to throw it in on the hands of righties. Yep. So that is an interesting thing for somebody who's trying to now stretch out um, you know, for more innings. I think Puck has always been incredibly talented. I know Trevor Rogers is good too, uh, but Puck was, it was injuries that derailed him in Oakland. And then he pitched well for the, for Miami out of the bullpen. So I kind of am, am with you. I think Puck is going to win that spot. And I would be interested in taking late flyers on Rogers or Puck, whoever wins the rotation, because I think the upside for both of those guys is there. Yeah, definitely monitor Trevor Rogers. I mean, honestly, there's a world that Max Meyer gets it. Uh, he's also been expanding his arsenal to be less mm-hmm. than less of a focus on sliders. 
Um, so there are, is certainly intrigue there. I also saw that Edward Cabrera pitched today. And uh, I, I think I saw some hype around like, I, I got a, a DM as well. Uh, you know who you are. And asking about, hey, Eric Cabrera, like zero walks, two innings. And fortunately, we have StatCast. And guess what? Do you remember the pitch that ruined Cabrera last year when it comes to strike rate? Like, Was the sl- slider? Fastball. Wasn't the fastball the only one that he could throw for a strike? He just well, one with lefties and then righties. So it was like, I, th- yeah. I believe against righties, he could throw for a strike. Lefties, he couldn't at all. And so to me, like the big, it's like really bad against lefties. Um, to me, that's like the one area. It's like, dude, that's what you really need to fix the most. You're normally going to have your change up. Your curveball isn't really that consistent, but at least it's like a 60% strike rate. And then the fastball is like under 60. And it was five for 11 strikes on his fastball. And I'm like, hmm. That's not really that convincing to me. Right. Um, and two innings. Mm. I also look, I kind of just like looked at the general plots. I'm sure he was able to get enough changeups over the zone. But there isn't like, I guess I'm I was hoping that Edward Cabrera would show up displaying some sort of ability that was like, hey, look, my mechanics are different. I am able to do this. I, I attack differently. And the quick look at Savan and location plots and stuff like that is like, yeah, this is the same guy, but obviously I, I need to watch him in full. Yeah. I did the same thing where I was like, okay, there again, I, I need to watch it in full too. I didn't watch his start, but I looked at the, I looked at the location plots. I looked at the Savant ad and it was like, okay, there's no real change in velocity. There's no real change in movement. There's no real change in spin rate. The zone rate was way up, um, you know, 52% zone rate um, in the start today was at 38% last year and 38.4% in 2022. Um, but again, we're talking about two innings. However, if he does show better command as spring goes on, that's something that's important. But as you've mentioned many times, especially when talking with Eno, but as you were just talking about pitching in general, throwing a pitch in the strike zone is not necessarily the same as hitting your spot, right? So it'd be, yes. great, it'd be great if he throws more strikes. Right. However, if he just throws strikes by just getting it over the plate, but he's not hitting location with intent, then yeah, he, I mean, then his, his rotation spot may not be long and you may see Max Meyer in there and, and Cabrera may go to a multi-inning guy. I mean, for the most part, I think his stuff is, it, it's interesting. There's certain guys like Tyler Glasnow is one. I would not consider him a good command pitcher. He throws it down the middle, but it's good enough control because of that. Like Logan Gilbert does the same thing with his fastball. Like it's not a well-spotted, uh, uh, pitch here but it's good enough and Edward Cabrera has good enough stuff that he could be fine if he's just able to throw enough strikes like have good enough control um, so that's really what I'm hoping for with it um, but yeah it's it's really just like follow the walk rates with uh, Edward Cabrera as much as you can and like this it worked out here but I really need to see a larger sample yeah agreed um, there's so many rotation spots up for grabs in Milwaukee. Uh, oh, we know that uh, Freddie Peralta and Wade Miley are going to be in the rotation. Yeah. Um, so we have three guys from Aaron Ashby, DL Hall, Joe Ross, Jacob Junis, Colin Ray. Um, you mentioned Robert Gasser. I feel like he's probably not involved yeah, no, no, in no, this no, no, rotation no. battle right now. I think DL Hall is as good as in. Oh um, man, DL Hall looks so good from all the so beat writers. <laughs> yeah. So good from the footage I saw from. The yeah, right. Everybody the reporting on it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the key for me was the beat writers were like, 
this team wants him in the rotation. He wants to be in the rotation. Yeah. Like, barring anything happening in spring, he's going to start the year in the rotation. Right. So we're really looking at two spots for those other guys. Um, I feel we talked about this on the last, like one of the last podcasts. I feel like Ashby might be on the outside looking in. He might start on the IL or in the minors given mm-hmm. the lost year. Um, who do you think like wins these final two spots? And is it anybody that man? Interests I don't know if I all? care that much. I mean, like I am intrigued by Ashby, of course, and also Robert Gasser. Um, Jay Junis expressed that he signed as a starter and it makes a little bit more sense now, maybe considering right. that there are f- three spots open. One goes to DL Hall and then Colin Ray can get one and then it's Jacob Junis and then Ashby starts slow. That makes a lot of sense. Same with Robert Gasser, but I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I really only care if it's Gasser and Ashby. I don't expect anything new from Junis. There was a moment that he had a really good changeup to pair with his slider um, and the fastballs are still whatever. Colin Ray is very pedestrian. Do not chase that. And Joe Ross, I have no expectations of seeing something brand new that is exciting. Agreed. Uh, I'd love Ashby to get the shot to be interested. Otherwise, it's it's weight on Gasser and Mizorowski. If, if yeah, Mizorowski, oh man. Oh, he's um, so fun. He's just so filthy. Yeah. Um, I think we want a rotation battle in Minnesota, but yeah, I don't think gonna we're get getting one. one. No. Um, I think Paddock and DiScofani around and Cantorino, <laughs> right? Obviously, in Cantorino. Do you need to leave and let me talk about him for a while? Can we actually gonna... talk about him for like five minutes as I go yeah, off? Go for, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you? Are you? You've talked about them a bunch. So, just in general, yeah. interest in Paddock or DiScofani, or, or not? I mean, Paddock, I'm a little bit more intrigued by. Um, he's apparently looked really good in camp so far. Maybe I don't know. Uh, at least follow Paddock. I'm also willing to say like, okay, I've been hating on the heater, but if he locates it well, then that's maybe good enough. And I want Varland so badly in that rotation. I feel like he's he's just made for it. But Tony Visco yeah. has inside lane right now. Follow that. If it's Varland, we're 100% in. Um, David Festa is going to be interesting. I think he's going to be the option after these guys. So he's like the SB7 right now. Maybe it's Cantorino. So there's your seven or eight. There you yeah. go, Eric. But um, but yeah, I just don't want Descafani. Uh, I'd be interested I, I, in any of these except Escalfani. <laughs> I think you and I are both on the like Paddock is a really is a good option as like a late stash flyer. Yeah. He's just not being drafted as that. Like there are a lot of people that are like yeah. actively trying to get him on their roster. I, I'm not that guy right now and I'll I'll lose Sorry. shares of him and it is what it is. The new slider slash cutter is just not that good enough. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not care. I don't fully buy it right now. Yeah. Um I guess I don't really buy the Mets rotation, but they have five guys. Um, yeah. And I don't think there's a battle because with the... Well, uh, I thought they had Shack. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I, that is actually <laughs> the only time I eat Shake Shack is at City Field. Just want to... Right? By the way, if you, all of you guys have noticed, Eric doesn't like laugh. He just has a little chuckle and then says, clever. I laugh sometimes. But sometimes <laughs> I just say... Sometimes I, if I don't... This is like the English teacher in me where like sometimes if I'm like... It's not hilarious, but it, I appreciate the mm-hmm, intent sure. of what you're trying to do. I'm like, well, I like your I like your wording. Like your I appreciate play. that. To bring this back, um, with Kodai Singh being injured, Tyler, uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler McGill, McGill seems like he has, has a, it. It has could be Lucchese or Jose Budo. It's not going to be Vassal Hamill or Christian Scott. You're not taking the American so. spork out of the rotation. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it should be McGill. He didn't look too impressive to me because he wasn't really doing the Blake Snell blueprint enough. I wasn't right. acting like Bailey Oberizzi. Um, too many low fastballs, not the best command of it, but you know, pay attention to that. I'm curious if Tyler McGill does look like Ty Lord by the end of March. 
I did like, I, even if it's not like, oh my God, upside of what he was doing, I did like the harder slider was commanded yes. way better, was more 90 like miles harder. per hour, not like um, 84. Yeah. And so that I appreciated as, as a strike pitch too. And right. then the splitter looked okay in the few times he threw it. The Mets have raved about it. So we'll see what happens in, in longer spring training. Start. American spark. Um, yes. The American spark. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Um, thank you. But uh, so I, I'm intrigued enough where like, I think he's maybe raising his floor with mm-hmm. with the pitch mix. I don't know that he's like getting back to that old ceiling that we thought he had. But and if everybody, of course, in their head right now hears that cranking sound, I, I tried to make it myself and I can't do it. Of like you're um, fixing a tire. That's how you should feel about him raising his floor. That's exactly the sound. Uh, yeah. I'm like. It's I was there. gonna say it's, it's fixing a tire is such a pain in the ass, but I'm a New Yorker and I barely drive. And I don't so have a license, so <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, speaking of New Yorkers, we're going to the other New York team, the Yankees. They have five locked in guys. There is no battle here. Yep. Uh, Oakland, <laughs> um, Oakland. I think may have five locked in guys. Um, um, it seems like it's Luis Medina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems I mean, like he's it was hit one hundred one today. Was, Someone yeah. made a good note. He did max out at one hundred one hundred point two. Last year, but then again, it's like, well, the max is already a little bit higher than it was last year, and they're supposed to be ramping right. up and everything a little bit. So, uh, I, I think of- it, the battle was kind of between him and Joe Boyle anyway. Um, I know that people are real, like, they love that Joe Boyle had improved command in his first start, but again, no, control. Um, he had right. improved control. It was, it was a little bit of the, what we were talking about with Edward Cabrera, where like he was throwing pitches in the general strike zone, uh, but it wasn't like he was dotting. It was a 60% spots. strike rate, everyone. Okay. Yeah. It's not like there was a tweet that was going around, but like, oh, he threw all strikes. Like, no, that was just reading the game day data wrong because he ended every at bat with a strike. Um, because, yeah, because he didn't walk anybody and there were no hits. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, Medina, for like, are you going to get sucked back in? I no. there was a stretch last year where I thought the slider, slider looked good and he was go, he was relying way more on the sinker um and was moving away from the fastball the four seam. Now if he's 101, I I I'm not buying back in right now. I mm-hmm. could see myself I have a little bit of a weakness for him because I do think the raw tools are are intriguing. Um and so if he puts together like a really good spring, like if he does this three, four, five more times, I could see myself being like, oh, maybe I'll take a flyer again. But I'm trying really hard to not get invested. I refuse to be one of the children of Luis Medea. That one, I, I'm not even going to say clever. I don't know where you're getting at with that oh, one. Well, Medea, the, the, uh, that's fine. We'll move on. That's oh, a literary reference. Like, uh, I got you're, it. Aren't you an English teacher? I am. But I, I Wait, I'm probably getting it. I'll be honest with you guys right now. I'm probably getting it wrong. Is I thought you were going for like the Tyler Perry the, thing. I, of the the mother who then kills her children is this a, this classic tale? No, we're gonna edit this we're, out. We're gonna... <laughs> I don't think we should edit it out. We'll I mean, like, we'll go through it. We'll go. Okay, we'll wait. Go. I gotta we're Google gonna, this. I'm sure I'm making this Google. all wrong. Uh, is no. someone be like, yeah, no, Medea is right. Yeah, the 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 Euripides play. You're saying yes. Okay, yes. And like the story is that she uh, is known as as a okay. She's often blah 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 blah. <laughs> Blah 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 blah. Okay, okay. When he abandoned her, Medea murdered their two children. Okay, plan the death. Okay, it was a good reference. It was a good reference. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. This is the, the the tired brain didn't make the connection to the to the Euripides play. I went yeah. instead as an English teacher. I went to Tyler Perry, which is <laughs> which isn't even that. Which uh, makes sense. I get yeah. it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I refuse to be one of. I'm not sliding in. Okay, I need to watch him in tra- spring train for Luis Medina. I really, I really would like you to get that reference into some of your articles this year. Um, <laughs> the Phillies also have no rotation battle. We have a locked in yeah. starting five. Yeah. Yay. Uh, yay. The Pirates do have a battle. Uh, we have three guys with locked in spots, Mitch Keller, Martin Perez, and Marco Gonzalez. And then we have three guys uh, battling for uh, the final two spots. Um, even though we really want actually I would say it's four guys battling for the final two spots we really want Paul Skeens and Jared Jones I don't think they're uh, actually going to make this um, out of camp but super interested in both of them Jared Jones looked really good in his uh, first appearances uh, it seems like this battle is between Luis Ortiz Luis L. Ortiz Bailey Falter Ronzi Contreras and then I do think Quinn Priester is yeah, still in yeah, the battle yeah. because yeah. he did get opportunities last year yep. um, he looked okay today okay we're not going to yeah. go crazy, yeah, sure, um, sure. but it's the Pirates, and they gave him chances before, and I could see him being in the mix for one of the final two spots. Are you interested yeah. in any of these guys? If they Ronzi's a little top? bit interesting. Um, he's returning. I mean, at least velocity wise and movement wise, looks like he's returning to the 2022 four seamer, which is much better. We'll have to see that hold up. I also want to see the slider looking a little bit better too. But there is some intrigue there. That said, like a four seamer slider isn't quite enough for me to really jump in but i'm going to be paying attention to Rwanzi. Luis Ortiz don't care billy Falter don't care and i cannot wait for jared jones and paul Skeens. yes so much so uh so neither of us really care about these pirates guys we have eight teams left to discuss and we'll get to them after the break dental associates of northern virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash serious xm so guys i want to tell you something right now eric Smolski is a phenomenal host uh, what you're not hearing is a complete breakdown on uh, my own mental breakdown of burping into the mic and not realizing that this button I have that normally turns off my microphone did not turn off my microphone. And then I had the whole just look back at the last week with this new audio mixer, <laughs> wondering how many times I like burped into the mic when I see the micro- microphone is off on my computer when it wasn't. And people are just really nice and didn't say anything. So Eric is is a trooper and let me know. No. And I thank you for being such a good host. Eric. Hey, of course. Me. Let's we just hope it's only things it's only burping into the mic. You weren't just like under your breath, bad mouth. Oh no, I don't do that. And then yeah. No, no, You're no, too no, nice a guy. That's true. Well, no, it's it's just not even like it's not good good for you don't want to do those things. Well, well you definitely shouldn't. Yes, I agree. You should not, not do those things. Um you should roster some of the San Diego Padres pitchers. Uh, the top three we really like, Joe Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, and Michael King. The bottom two we probably don't like as much. Uh, not entirely sure who's going to get the spot. It is a battle between Pedro Avila, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, Luis Patino, Matt Waldron, I guess, and 
maybe Drew Thorpe, but probably not Drew Thorpe. Um, Pedro Avila seems like he has a roster spot, I guess, a rotation spot. Who do you think is actually going to emerge from this? And do you actually care for fantasy purposes who takes these final two spots? I'm pretty sure I burped super loudly during the craft episode today. And like Eno just did nothing. Like <laughs> I'm so like, ready to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go to Adam and be like, Adam, make sure there isn't a loud burp. We have the audio separate so we can get rid of it. <laughs> But make sure you tell oh, me. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna text Eno, but you know, did I burp really loud? <laughs> I thought it was on mute and you said nothing. All right. Um for this, I think it's gonna be Randy Vasquez. And I was gonna say Avila, but he was really bad in that first game. He and I kind of like Johnny Brito. I think Brito is a is a sneaky play here. And if he does get the fifth spot, um, he's got a really good approach against right handers. It's just more about figuring out against left handers. So Pay attention to that, especially for your 15-teamers. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I don't really think that Randy Vasquez is that great. I don't think Pedro Vila is worth it. Matt Waldron is like a streamer randomly this year. Luis Patino is not really showing anything new. Um, there's not really a whole lot to watch here. I really, um, yeah, I was really hoping uh, something would click for Luis Patino over the years. Uh, we haven't seen it quite yet. Um, this San Francisco rotation is... A mess. Um, but I think we don't really have a rotation battle, correct? We just have these five guys who some of which are just gonna throw three innings and we're I guess calling so. it. A day. Like I guess it's Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck, like unless they signed Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. Um, then it's between Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck. Uh so I think it's gonna be Keaton Wynn. Um I don't some people are interested because it's a splitter that's been effective and you can throw strikes with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else. Unfortunately, Kai Wing Tang is hurt. Um, yeah. Cause I thought he was a very interesting option as and, well, but he's not. And just, so, go. just so people know Keaton Wynn is back throwing. Um, he was sidelined with elbow soreness, but he's oh, back, right. Throwing, right. back throwing again. And he's basically only like a week behind. So he, it should not impact him at all in terms of this rotation spot. Um, I had in previous years been interested in Dalton Jeffries back when he was on um, Oakland. I don't really think that he's, um, involved in this competition, but maybe he'll throw some intriguing bullpen innings. Yeah. Um, Seattle locked in five guys. We got nothing it. To, nothing to talk about. St. Louis locked in five guys. Yep. Nothing to talk about. Uh, Tampa Bay. I feel like they're locked in five guys, right? I mean, yep. we, we have the expectation that um, we know that Shane, Shane Boz is not going yeah. to start. And right. then the only other person who they've even mentioned possibly is um, Nayuki Uesawa, who is being used as a starter, is getting used to pitching on you know every five or six days or six days, um, most likely going to start in the minors. But he's the only person who has an outside shot if like Taj Bradley or Zach Littell were to face plant. But right. I feel like those guys are in the rotation. Yep. Um, the Texas Rangers, they have four locked in spots with Nathan Eovaldi, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, and Dane Dunning. Um, the fifth spot is a battle between Cody Bradford, Owen White, Danny Duffy, Jose Urania, Adrian Sampson, um, 
No Jack Cole Wynn. I don't think I, I said Cole Wynn. Oh, yeah. I uh, didn't actually really expect to see him much here or really care, but I guess yeah. he's kind of there too. Um, and uh, Jack Fle- Jack Leiter is probably not going to make the team out of camp. I mean, they have said, Bruce Bochy has specifically said, the goal of spring training is for Jack Leiter to believe he can be a major league pitcher, mm. not to actually have him be one. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a clear distinction. Yeah. Um, I feel like Cody Bradford, who looked fine today against the Dodgers, um, yeah, probably has the leg up. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be Cody Bradford. So I'm pretty surprised at this point if it's not. And, are, and you're not intrigued, I don't assume. No. Yeah, these guys to me are, are placeholders. They have three starters, hopefully, for them coming back over the summer in Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and Tyler Malley. And so um, I in in deeper leagues, like Dane Dunning has been a good streamer for there a while. There reports like that he's like throwing much better with a good fastball and i'm like i'm really curious about that four seamer but yeah he has been useful in the past i'm ready for dane dunning to be useful for stretches again for sure Sure. Um, but not on on cody bradford Mm -hmm. um you don't have a rotation battle for the blue jays um i guess there's kind of not one but manoa looked yeah manoa looked terrible um, the thing is, Manoa, who is the other person? Is it going to be Bowden Francis? Bowden or Francis. Yes. I am taking late round flyers on Bowden. I took, I saw that um, start by Manoa and I immediately took Francis in a um, draft and hold. Um, and then I also took him with one of my last round picks in another um, deep league I'm in. Um, oh, sorry. That was Rick. I took Ricky Tiedemann as a deep pick. I don't think Ricky Tiedemann is breaking camp. Um, yeah. But I think Bowden Francis has a shot to take this job if Manoa looks like that again. I think they and want the, Manoa to take this job. I think they want Manoa as the fifth starter, right. but he was so bad. Yeah. So, so Bowden Francis or Bowden Francis, I don't know what we decided on. <laughs> we did look it up. I think it was Bowden. Okay. So, Bowden Francis, then I, it's a four seamer that has a lot of good shape. He didn't really have a lot of success. Um, in the uh, as a reliever last year, but it does have like good extension. So you're it does, right. Like, it's Bow- Bowden. Bowden. Sorry, it is Bowden. Um, right. I said Bowden, then you said Bowden, and I was like, oh, I, that's probably right. Um, good vert on it. Like it's all good. It, it, was he throwing harder? Was it was it was just normal? Right. It was it was a Gaussian splitter yeah. that he's trying to learn. Yes, because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have this like absurdly good uh, secondary. Like the curveball is fine. But it's not like this, like, oh, my gosh, no, his curveball. Oh, man, this is everything, right? It's a good curveball. looks pretty. He gets a down low, a decent amount. Great. Slider uh, wasn't consistent enough. Um, could be a decent option and everything. It's just, it's not as explosive to me as I want it to be, I guess, with, with Bowden. And maybe the four-seamer is going to be that. It wasn't in that game I saw against the Yankees. But obviously, pay attention to, especially if Manoa is not doing well. And yeah, Ricky Tiedemann, I don't think is going to be that guy. While Yariel Rodriguez, it's more of a swingman role, I think, for him. Agreed. Yeah, and Bader Francis was really good out of the bullpen for them last year. Um, I think there's there's some talent here. Yeah. Um, and then Washington, I I don't really think that there's no. a battle. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing DJ Hertz. That's a push Jake, thing. It's Jake not, Irvin. Yeah. Um, uh, or Trevor Williams. I mean, these guys are not. Yeah. Guys, I'm super interested in, but I, I guess I don't really see it happening. But right there now. is, you know, just I agree, Mackenzie Gore looking kind of interesting, maybe. Yeah. So pay attention sure. to that. But like, yeah, as far as rotation battles, TJ Hurts eventually, but not now. And Zach Davies, like, did well, I guess. Uh, I don't sure. care. Why not? Thaddeus Ward, one-time prospect for the Red Sox. Yeah, these aren't. Yeah, um, big slider. That's it. 
I am. I, it was nice to see Cole Henry back on the mound. Um, he was like a top prospect for them and had thoracic outlet uh, That's right, yeah. surgery and he was gone for a full year and he was back and on the 40 man. And um, I don't think he's making the team out of camp, but it's just nice to see him pitching and he'll probably be in the triple A rotation and maybe you'll see him over the summer. There you go. Um, You'll see a lot of us the rest of this spring, though. Uh, Nick will be back with uh, his top 100. I am um, updating my top 100 as we speak um, so that Nick and I can actually talk about pitchers who are moving up our rankings and talk about our new rankings um, on the next episode where we are going to go over Nick's revised top 100, um, highlighting some of the bigger movers in spring. Uh, I am Eric Smolsky, the Pelican. I'm Nick Pollock, the Lion. I'm going to get a crack open a Euripides play and enjoy the rest of this night. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm.